Is the audience ready? Just talking to my man Dave here and our pal Jordan. Does anybody listen to podcasts? Do they have a phone? Do they know what applications are called? Does this podcast make for awkward water cooler coffee pot talk at the 9 o'clock meeting? It might. Actually, I pretty much assume like millions of people actually know what podcasts are. Although, one of my childhood friends was totally dogging podcasts. I saw him on Facebook. He's like, oh, podcasts. podcasts are dumb. And that's exactly what it sounded like in my head. I read his post. Podcasts are dumb. I want to say, like, thanks, man. It's my livelihood. What do you do? You drive a truck for a living? What if you couldn't drive the truck anymore? And you couldn't get yourself a Bang Energy drink sponsored by Bang. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the other pre-show conversation, folks, was like, we want to get ourselves a, a branded energy drink. Just slap a binge-worthy sticker on the side of it. Brought to you by Binge Watchers. I actually thought they should make an energy drink for comedians. I've been trying to peddle that shit into comedy clubs called Punchline. Do you imagine that? Mm. Uh, Sounds like a good flavor. Yeah. Well, the flavor is sweat and anxiety because that's what every stand-up comedy comedian feels. It's got to be authentic to the environment. (laughs) Well, that's just a joke about like having to do open mics, you know, Jordan? Like just like those comedians like trying to cut their teeth, you know? And uh, get into the comedy world. Okay. Uh, uh, did his post cause heartbreak? No, but is tonight going to cause heartbreak? Yes, it is. I was going to ask Dave and Jordan to play a game where they told me about a show or movie um, for this episode to get us into the conversation about, like, hey, does, by the end of the movie, are you sad? Or, like, did it break your heart, some part of this movie, whatever, blah, 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 I'll elaborate on it. And then something awful happened in real life. The uh, filmmaker Arvin Reitman died. He died, like, I don't know when. Yeah, last night or yesterday, or at least last night, they gave, like, the official message. So, um, personally, Ivan Reitman dying affected me a lot more than the Super Bowl. I had real tears. Dave can confirm that I actually called him in real life. Like, it's not a <laughs> setup for the podcast. I tried to call him. And then I made several mojitos. And then I think I texted Jordan as well. <laughs> I was like, I'm pondering the universe and drinking homemade mojitos. Uh... Anyway, uh, Ivan Reitman has like, uh, I mean, Ghostbusters, the original, Ghostbusters 2. One of his newer movies, actually, Draft Day, I like that one. And of course, he was one of the uh, co-conspirators, if you will, that brought you the infamous Animal House movie. Um, I mean, he's I, also I, like uh, responsible for giving Arnold Schwarzenegger any kind of comedy career because he sure. like, used him in Twins, Kindergarten Cop. You forgot about yes, Junior. About junior, the better. Yeah. But. The movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I didn't realize how much <laughs> influence over me Ivan Reitman had. I get that really took that. One. And they're like, "Oh come on, celebrity dies. You don't know the celebrity." And people go online, you know, to talk about it. Uh. Anyway, it affected me. And then, Dave, you made a pretty poignant comment. Do you remember what you said? I don't actually. Remind me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't have a heart-to-heart with David, even though it's bad romance month, and it's all about the feelings. David (laughs) texted back to me. He said, oh, he had a huge effect on our childhood. And I was like, I wasn't even bringing it all the way back to childhood. I was just affected as an adult. Now you're just really, like, it's like you're just digging it in now. You're just like... You're salt in the wound. Um, Jordan, 
Have you seen Ghostbusters? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I was taking a look at all the movies that he's done, and it, it, there's a lot that he's on. You know that he he produced. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, not to put Jordan on the spot, but that's what we like to do because we don't know what's in Jordan's playlist and what isn't in Jordan's playlist. We're always I'm guessing. Wild card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we identified her personality, folks. Wild card. <laughs> Oh We're man! Wild card savage. Yeah, I was trying to push the savage thing where you just like always be oppositional and contrary to whatever me and Dave say. And like, if we like a movie, you hate it. If we if we hate a movie, you love it. Um, that's way too much setup. There's like an imaginary factor to the show. No, it's all real, folks. This is our lives. We eat and sleep movies all day long, every day, all day. Um, which brings us to some home video headlines. We're gonna tell you like what's happening in the movie of in the movie of real life. No, this is from the industry of TV and movies. Uh, Stallone's daughters actually have a podcast, which surprised the hell out of me. I was combing through YouTube, and it popped up there. They interview their dad and their mom. I'm actually going to take a look at that one. But I didn't know that his daughters had a podcast. But conveniently, of course, the interview with their dad has like a million views, right? Wow. Uh, I was taking a little peek at that one today. Oh, did you look at it? Yeah, so, like, I, was, I was listening unmasked to it. Un- or something? Yeah, unwaxed. Oh, unwaxed. So, yeah. yeah. Sophia and Sistine Stallone are bearing it all from adulting to single life and crazy stories, including exciting guests like their father. So, Jordan, it sounds like a reality TV show. <laughs> it sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, holy adulting, crap. Single life, the things. You know what? Dave used to enjoy where I got dark on the podcast, but I could see in Dave's eyes that he's getting ready to go through like six months of darkness. We'll have to call him Darkness Dave instead of Dangerous Dave. He's like, like I'm coming out of a darkness fog right now. So oh, really? Gonna, coming out of a yeah. dark period? Okay. Yeah. Well, we got some There's crazy some movies. darkness there, but it's, it's fading away. Uh, Angel Ferrari, the guy who made the Ferrari car in Italy, is going to finally get the biopic about him. He, you know what? He's been like a supporting character in these other car movies that have come out. Like every time... We go to compete with him. They always turn him into like the Darth Vader, like bad guy. They go, oh shit, that's Enzo Ferrari over there. Oh my gosh. That's who we got to beat. And then of course they beat him by the end of the movie, whatever. Um, but it's a movie about him. And I guess maybe somebody was impressed with House of Gucci because Adam Driver is playing another Italian. He's going to play Enzo Ferrari. I don't actually know if Adam Driver is Italian. I don't do the research. Dave does the research. <laughs> Dave, is Adam Driver Italian? I don't know because I didn't know to research that for time. Uh, I should always research the hairlines, guy. <laughs> I just write them down. I don't. Okay. Uh, new Futurama on Hulu. I know Jordan has got a lot to say about this. I'll put her on the spot again because <laughs> she was posting about it more than I was on social media, which is also impressive. So Futurama has been like canceled and started and canceled and started and then turned into a audio program and then started again now on Hulu. But um, there's a famous voice actor, John, I think his name is DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Yeah, so he's done Bender, who's the cigar-smoking, beer-drinking robot, best friend to Fry, who's the kid that gets kicked from 1999 into the future, like 3,000 years or whatever. And then his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson runs a Planet Express. It's basically like the, I don't know, it's like the Amazon delivery or... UPS of the galaxy or whatever, and they just drive things around to planets. But Bender's like an iconic character with an iconic voice. Yes. 
So now, Jordan, you can fill us in on what's happening with the new Futurama. Yeah, I've done some research because, um, you know, I've had a lot of people approach me about it, but um, they don't say anything about John DiMaggio not being casted along with the mm. original cast. So because um, that triggered me for a second there. It was like, yeah. he has to. There's no bender without John DiMaggio. And um, but, yeah, it seems like everything will go as planned and the original cast will be back. Under a, a quote that made me laugh, kind of building off of what you said, is it's a true honor to announce a triumphant return of Futurama one more time before it gets canceled abruptly again. So just kind of along <laughs> that thing of like, yeah, they've been canceled so many times and it always comes back and I'm ready to get hurt again. Well, they gave it a term. They got they called it Bendergate. Like it was a big scandal. I believe it. I mean, Bendergate. I... Uh, what, what doesn't John DiMaggio do? He's in like everything. Mm. Dave, was he a voice on Thundercats? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was. I just am making fake news trivia right now. Because <laughs> uh, literally, you know, everything you say on a podcast is either held against you in the court of public opinion or it's just accepted as gospel truth. One of the two things happens. Um, there's a new Gumby, actually. Do you remember Gumby? You remember this Gumby show? Gumby is, Gumby is coming. I, maybe I just like to say the word Gumby. Gumby is coming back from Fox Animation, so that's going to be also cool. I hope so. I hope they bring back his little donkey friend. What's the name of the Porky or something? Or Pokey? He's like a little horse thing. And then there's like dinosaurs and they sing in a band. And there's the Blockheads. The Blockheads are actually as famous as Bender. Perhaps maybe they even inspired Bender a little bit. Who knows? I don't know if the Simpsons creator was inspired by Gumby, but probably. It was his generation, right? Simpsons creator, Matt Groening. He probably grew up with Gumby. Yeah, because that was the 50s, 60s. Yeah. Gumby was new. Um, did you guys go find that trailer that I wrote down? For the Adam Project? The Adam yeah. Project. So yeah. there's a movie coming out with Ryan Reynolds. It's very space adventure-y. Looks like he has like a lightsaber type thing. He's time traveling. It's like a 12-year-old version of himself. They take off in a ship that looks like a little bit like Flight of the Navigator or the new Predator movie. Um, what do you guys think? I'm always down with sci-fi, so I'll give it a watch. <laughs> I don't know. I'll wait to see what the reviews say. Um, I mean, and it'll be on Netflix. So Dave, you really fun. don't like Kodachrome. You know, I can tell it's the same writer. <laughs> like oh, he's, I didn't even notice yeah. that. I was more put off by... Um, It'd be saying from the right the team that brought you free guy. I'm like, well, I really didn't like free guy all that much. So I fell asleep during free guy and I don't sleep during movies. I watch them. I did not like that movie either. So that's that's kind of what's putting me off. But I mean, eh. but by the team just means whatever movie Ryan Reynolds, it's like his team. You know, that's what they mean. Well, but I I think it's from the director. And uh, well, I mean, if it's yeah, anyways, it. We'll see. I mean, again, it'll be on Netflix, so you know I can at least watch twenty minutes of it. I'm always down for a good uh, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo combo. Brings me back to thirteen, going on thirty. So, uh, oh that. yeah, I, I did. Oh, that that's together. a good. That's a good rapid yeah. recall there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so, um. Let's go. Yeah, if you're looking for a rom com, there you go. Uh, so did you cute. see? Did you see the ghosts of of girlfriends past? Jennifer Garner's in that one too, but it's Matthew McConaughey. It's been like a, a minute. 
yeah, it's like yeah, a Scrooge. Yeah. It's like a Scrooge story, but it's about his romances. Um, where are we now? Oh, also they dropped the Nope trailer, which is like another horror movie by Jordan Peele, and it looks like an alien killer movie or something. Yeah, it looked kind of like uh, his ver. Um, I don't know his his take on signs or you know something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I like the idea that the hero is essentially taking on a UFO with like just a horse that he's racing around. It looks interesting. Uh, oh, Bruce Willis is getting his own award at the Raspberries. It's literally the worst actor in a Bruce Willis movie award going to Bruce Willis. They uh, competed against himself like yeah, six times it, in the one category. It's insane. I didn't even know all those came out, but good for him. Sort of. I don't know. Yeah, like something like seven or eight altogether. Like he yeah, put out. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's all in one year, right? Like he guest starred in all these movies and cameos. Did, yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure it's like two parts. minute scene and his face is on the poster, but. Well, as you were saying, like the danger of 80s and 90s action stars like aging out without grace. And being like laughed out of the market, uh, Van Dam is going to do another JCVD drama style movie where he's literally going to age himself out. He's like, I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to face some of my old co-stars and then bring them back as antagonists, and then I'm going to retire from acting. Yeah, smart move. I mean, Stallone is probably the only one I can think of that is kind of playing it right. Like he's slowly working himself into a character actor. Like he took a mm-hmm. backseat. Creed movies, um, you know. Well, you I can only get hit in the face so many times, Dave. Right. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious. Like, you know, Arnie's getting up there too. Like, how how much mm. longer is he going to be able to like? You know, Arnold seems to be shrinking. Like, I know he yeah, was a short guy before, but a short guy with muscles. But now he just seems to like be well, rapidly I mean, declining. in a weird way that kind of makes sense because he is getting up there in age he's not going to be able to maintain that body mass uh, mm, you know right. muscles so you know muscles do shrink if you don't yeah. maintain it so that kind of makes sense in a weird way they keep finding creative ways to give reasons for the terminator to be older <laughs> in every incarnation <laughs> <laughs> ah, terminator movies what are you gonna do watch all of them if you make another one i'm gonna watch it it's so dumb it's like a Star Wars movie. It's like you're paying for the abuse now. Like they made a, a Boba Fett show, turned uh, Boba Fett into a laughing stock, and people still watched it every week. Like just gobble, gobble, gobble. That was gobble. basically Mandalorian, like half of a season of Mandalorian with some mm. Boba Fett wedged in there. Um, speaking of like the second half stuck, of the season, hey Dave. Speaking Sorry. of thing, getting things stuck and wedged in tonight's movie. They get a couch stuck in a very pivotal sequence in the movie. Tonight's movie is Drinking Buddies. Although they're both dating other people, two co-workers played by Olivia Wilde and Jake Johnson. They hang out together in bars and try to ignore their mutual attraction. Written and directed by Jordan Savage. He has made some... Oh, well, then I guess I would have to change the gender, too. Sorry. Get back it up. Written and directed by Jordan Savage. She has made some great stuff from Happy Christmas, Digging for Fire, and Win It All, which is actually on Netflix. Um, you, supporting cast includes you did Anna it again, Kendrick dude. and did what again? <laughs> you, you you quoted the director's Jordan Savage. I know, <laughs> but the, but what I screwed up was on the he she. I didn't say like it's Joe Swanberg. Jordan Savage is our co-host. Dave, that's the bit. I'm saying that Jordan oh. made the movie. Um, wow. 
I read. Oh well. Tonight's jokes destroyed by Dangerous Dave. That's how dangerous he is. <laughs> Fuck jokes. Fuck humor. Let's talk about the movie. One hundred percent. Bring in the facts. I only want to know what really happened. Okay. Not actually directed by our friend Jordan Savage. Written and directed by Joe Swanberg. He's made some stuff like Happy Christmas, Digging for Fire, and Win It All. The supporting cast includes Anna Kendrick and Ron Livingston. And Dave's going to tell you some more trivia, so just sit in your seats quietly and listen. (laughs) I'm on a great roll so far tonight. Um, yeah, I told you, you brought some darkness at the beginning. I don't know what it is, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm sorry, I'm trying to shed it. Um, Valentine's Day. That's what, I, that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, actually, in the opening of this movie, uh, Olivia Wilde's character refers to... Oh, wait, I gotta apologize. I took the F word for the show. Sorry. Uh, now we get that E for the episode. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> gotta get um, it early, folks. I'm greedy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, in the opening credits, Olivia Wilde's character refers to her eye getting burned. Um, this is actually a true story. Uh, director Joe Swanberg had, took Jake Johnson and Olivia to a brewery where Jake poured a bag of hops into boiling water and actually splashed it in her eye. Um, she was actually worried about going blind and having to go to the awesome. ER, but everything turned out okay. Um, this whole movie was actually improvised and shot in 17 days with only an outline of the story, but no, you know, written dialogue. It was all made up on the spot. Um, actually, uh, talking about on the spot, Olivia Wilde actually, uh, running naked in the movie was her idea and not even in the outline. Um, Mm. when she decided to do that, like the producers and the director were kind of worried, like starting to like, do we need to call agents, you know, trying to figure that out? Cause she decided that's what she wanted to do. Um, Actually, and the director feels that this movie is like his version of a 70s, uh, a 1970s relationship drama that used to actually be made by major studios. And he said the only way to make those kinds of movies anymore, of course, is to do it independently and as cheap as possible. Um, The very end shot of this movie was uh, not the scripted or um, end in the uh, outline. Um, They actually did a couple takes with dialogue and one silent and the director chose the silent one and actually decided that that was the perfect ending. Um, Originally the movie was supposed to end with Jake Johnson uh, staying with his girlfriend, uh, Anna Kendrick's character and Olivia just ended up alone, but they just ended on the one, the two shot of those uh, Jake Johnson and uh, Olivia Wilde. Hey, spoiler alert. She hands him a bag of French fries at the end and it's all good. (laughs) <laughs> and she did not want the banana the literal banana that he brought for lunch it had spots on it Dave do you like to eat spotty bananas no I like when they're a bit green and tart wow that is fucking dangerous <laughs> F-bomb number two Jordan just go ahead and say the F word because we only get one more Oh, I don't know I feel pressured now to use the F-bomb peer pressure mm. it's not a can of beer it's the F word. So our next post will be mom and dad. If you're listening, <laughs> Sorry. I said the F word. Sorry. I the F word. <laughs> but you, you're assuming your parents are on Facebook on your page. At, at, oh, only so far Facebook, the way supporting podcasters is. And by the way, we're really, I don't know why we're really popular with Facebook's on their version of podcasts. We get a lot of stuff through there, but um, if you're on your phone, you can just play the podcast directly. While you're hanging out on Facebook. Facebook's funny. Dave, they don't want you to leave. 
They want you to interact with their tools and stay on Facebook. Did you know that that's their business model, David? It's kind of enjoy scary. Facebook kind for of. the end of time all day long. Don't ever leave us, David. <laughs> Do not ever leave the book that is your own face. We know you love you love everything on here. Why do you have to go to another website? See, that's my impression of if their uh, Facebook had a human soul, but it's an algorithm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm all over the place, and I'm usually the one that says, "Shut up." We have a show to do. <laughs> uh, favorite bits, not from me, and my lame jokes. We're actually talking about favorite bits from the the movie we watched. Go ahead, Jordan. All right. Um, I think that my favorite bit was when Anna Kendrick and Ron Livingston, like after they were walking through the woods, and they're sitting down on the little picnic you know, picnic blanket, having some wine. It just was such like a powerfully awkward scene. Like I could feel the intensity. Mm. Um, loved that. The whole movie just made me feel like me maybe five years ago. I live in Fort Collins, which there's over like 23 breweries in this town. So it was just like watching me five years ago. The bike riding, the obnoxious bike riding and the obnoxious IPAs all around here just kind of made me crack up a bit. But what about you, Dave? Um, there's a few bits I really loved. Um, there's a, there's a scene where um, Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde are making a sandwich, and this looks like the most epic sandwich ever, like a cartoon one that you'd have to smush down. And um, I don't know. They, of course, they're drunk making it. Um, and then, of course, uh, I kind of talked about it in the facts but the very the very last shot of this movie which is uh again these two uh says everything without words and just mannerisms and you know that these two are going to be okay they're still they're still going to be friends whether they end up together or you know the movie doesn't spell it out for you but i just get the impression no matter what whether he stay he goes with her uh leaves his girlfriend for olivia or if he stays with her they're going to be okay. They're, you know, whether they're friends or something more, but uh, I don't know. Just such a, such a beautiful moment. Um, that very end. But, the French uh, fry gesture. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I just, I really love this movie. This uh, I'm sorry, I guess I'm spilling the beans early, but uh, yeah, no, this, it just felt very real. I mean, and that's part of the improvis, you know, improvisation. I mean, they just kind of made it, you know, shows how charismatic Jake Johnson is, you know, on his own. And they said they just, that's really him even off, you know, when he wasn't on camera, that's just how he is. So, um, kind of gives you a feel how that guy is. But, uh, what, what about you, John? What are some of your favorite bits? Um, I mentioned it kind of earlier. I was talking about a couch getting stuck. Oh, so yeah. there's a sequence in the movie, a couple of scenes where she's the one couple does break up the Olivia Wilde, Ronald Livingston. What's did I write down their names? I don't think I wrote down their names. Anyway, yeah, I'm bad about names. I usually um, say just the actors. We love these characters in these movies, but we didn't write down their names tonight. Uh, so anyway, Kate and Chris, Kate and Chris are which ones? What is the Kate couple that broke up? Olivia Wilde and Ron Livingston is Chris. Uh, Thank you, Jordan. She's doing your job now, Dave. She's doing your job now. Wild card stepping in. <laughs> oh man, there's a show. Do you know this show called Kenny Powers, Jordan? Where he, where uh, Danny McBride is playing a baseball player. 
Okay. Oh, Eastbound and Down? So, yeah, in the fourth season, he's, like, on a show, like, ESPN-style talk show, and he develops a way to interrupt the main host. He goes, Kenny's cutting in, right? <laughs> so that he would, like, take over and, like, take over the show. That's, like, what happened there. Like, Jordan just cut in on your thing. I'm just trying to be uh, more prepared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Kate breaks up with the other dude that she mentioned. I already forgot the other name. And so, so they break up. They're, like, the supporting couple. They break up. And, uh... She's going to get a new apartment. And so, you know, Jake Johnson swoops in and he's like, I'll be the hero. And he's going to help her move. And he cuts his hand in the process on a couch that gets stuck in the doorway that they're trying to move out of the living room. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'll call the movers. He's like, no, 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 it's not going to ruin a whole day. I want to go to dinner. It's ruining his whole day. Like progressively, the day's getting worse. Like there's lots of blood. The cut's worse than he thought it was. He can't carry the boxes out the door. And then <laughs> she calls another guy that ran into them at a bar that became her friend or pseudo friend, maybe a hookup buddy, uncertain. It's, it's doesn't really guy at the brewery. Yeah, but he, oh yeah, and he has like a very similar beard, very similar like uh, body type as Jake Johnson. So it's kind of like, you're broken, he's fine, we're moving all this stuff. And he's like, oh, so you just see like, also, if you've ever really planned a day, like it's bad romance month, but obviously in February, generally there's some romance happening or there's a whole this built up whole thing. Everybody in America has got to do this thing. I don't know if it's around the world, but it's definitely here in this country. So like if you plan this whole day, what if it goes horribly, horribly wrong? And then you, you know, um, that must be terrible. So this, that's like, you're watching it like unravel in this movie and you're talking about like, it seemed honest or it seemed like very real or whatever. Like I know you were saying they improvised a lot, like they had scenarios, but no script, but the moving stuff really hits home. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've been there, and I think a lot of people yeah. have been there. You know, you know what I mean. Like trying to emotionally save a day and make a day better when it's completely going wrong, and like you just have to like bite your tongue and try not to make it worse. But it's just like getting worse and worse and worse, <laughs> right? Until it's over, and then it naturally resets. I guess. Uh, that's what's about your brain. It just wipe out your hard drive upstairs. That's my favorite bit. Uh, ratings. Dave started his early, and he apologized, but. I guess uh, it's a Play lover to hate it. <laughs> it's not like a, it's not binge now, binge never, binge later. This month we're simply breaking it down since it's bad romances. Do we love it or do we hate it? Okay. Oh, Dave, you're going to be yeah. mad at me. <laughs> I, I kind of hated it. Maybe just because I felt like. Say, but you just so you, did, but you didn't give us any indica- you didn't give us any indication that you were gonna hate it. So you're playing your poker face the whole whole episode. Yeah. Podcast. I just was like, shit. This was literally it was like like looking mm. in a mirror. I would just and I hated Kate. I just did not like mm. her so much. And maybe you know she was meant to be like that. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I hated it. If we're if we're if we're putting it in the two love it or hate it, I have to. And you know, and 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 I can't argue that because I will say that I felt, um, I this this movie feels so lived in because I've lived certain some of those scenarios or I've been in you know at least two of the character situations. I mean, especially, you know, um, I think I don't know maybe it's a common experience, but I've certainly had that where there was somebody I was attracted to had a good rapport with somebody I worked with. But mm-hmm. the timing was off. Either I was dating somebody and kind of committed or vice versa or, you know, um, so so a lot of that just feels very real. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, I can understand if it's if it hits a little too close to home that it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. But 
you know, I'm also like 15 years down the line from having experienced those situations. So like mm-hmm. I can, you know, um, Oh, Hey, that's the thing I've, I've lived that kind of thing, but Hey, I'm older and grown now, but, um, uh, it's just a very poignant, very, I mean, I know I'm, I'm kind of like building this up. Like it's the greatest thing ever, but I, I really, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. But you also hate it? Me? I don't hate it. Bandwagon. I thought you were like right on board with what you were saying because it's so real. No, he no. I'm saying I, can, I can understand yeah. how a person could not like this if it's striking a nerve. Like, yeah. um, you know. Okay. To try to rationalize Jordan's opinion of this movie. Well, I like it. I mean, so I have to say I love it because if I like it, this month is only love it or hate it, so I have to say I love it. Um, this is only the second time I watched it. I I agree that I don't think it's a movie you could watch. Like, it's not a repeat movie because it is emotional. Um, I feel like I've been that guy, like the Jake Johnson dude. and I, So now I'm like, did I ever make those bad decisions? Or did I ever drink that much in front of other people? I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Like, like, so it makes you question your morality or, like, your emotionality or, like, it is a little bit raw, but like you said, it's like a seventies movie where like five easy pieces with Jack Nicholson was like under your yeah. skin. Like all those movies actually, well, yeah, pretty much most movies in the seventies felt like a little grimy, right? Like there's a layer. Yeah, th- this movie is definitely, it has a plot, but it's more about the character development. The plot is kind of secondary. Hmm. At least that's just how I look at it. Fair enough. Um, and other stuff that's going on for the fans uh, what we've been doing lately with the t-shirts is we have this character called Lil Krampus, like Little Krampus. <laughs> but instead of just making him appear at Christmas time, we're popping him out like every holiday or whatever. So it's a bad romance month. It's around Valentine's Day. So we actually have a he's taking a stab at love. That's the t-shirt. Taking a stab at love. Since he's a monster, it might be quite literal or it might be metaphorical. You'll have to go order the t-shirt on T-Public to find out, support the show, get a t-shirt, Lil Krampus. Um, we did it for New Year's. We did it for a couple other holidays. Um, and I think he's going to steal the leprechaun's gold for St. Patrick's Day. We're going to bring him back again. I'll keep, I'll keep bugging Chris Moy to, to put it together for us. Um, shout out to artists. If you're out there and you want to be featured in our store, just make some artwork based or inspired by the show, and we'll put you in our T-Public store. Um, what else is going on? Oh, five-star reviews. Comment on CastBox, which is my favorite app. I don't know if any... Listen wherever you want. I don't really care. If you make some kind of impression with us, we'll give you a free t-shirt, and maybe we'll send you a copy of the movie that we watched. How about that? Um, What else? Oh, staff picks. So this is movies that we might have watched, and especially if somebody didn't like this week's movie, maybe they can offer another recommendation of their own in staff picks. Jordan? Mm -hmm. I didn't watch any movies, but definitely watched, binged something over the week. Mm. Falls in love with bad romance, if you, falls in line with bad romance, if you will. But uh, Secrets of Playboy, the documentary series on Hulu right now. So it just kind of goes over the history of Hugh Hefner and the Playboy Mansion. And um, because of his passing, you know, back in what, what, whatever it was, like 2017, like his legacy's kind of, not necessarily starting to settle, but a lot of people are coming out with what they experienced there. And Mm. um, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, if you can believe it, of course, it's wild. 
talking about the Playboy Mansion, Hugh Hefner. So, um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting, very interesting. So, and you said this is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like six episodes, maybe like five or six episodes. See, now you've done a service to me because now that's up my alley. I will have to check that out. Send it on over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, for me, um, of course, uh, Oscar season, I try to watch as many of the, the movies nominated as I can. And I was fortunate enough to, uh, uh, be able to see the, one of the nominees, um, called the, the worst person in the world. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a Norwegian movie. I do believe, uh, about a young, well, young by 30, I think she's 30 in the movie, uh, coming of age, yeah, a person <laughs> coming of age movie in their thirties of relationships. It's called the worst person in the world. Cause at some point, you know, spoiler alert, she breaks up as people do in movies and mm-hmm. the guy calls her the worst person in the world, but she's not in fact the worst person in the world. Um, I don't know. It hit home with me again. This is another one of those kind of like, spoiler. We... <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's not, it's you not. Just told me now I don't know. Like, why should I watch it? If I'm watching it to see if she is in fact the worst person, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about like an evil person. No, it's about the worst person. <laughs> right? Um, but but much like uh, our the movie we featured tonight Drinking Buddies, it just feels like a very real movie like with real relationships and that kind of thing. And it's up for a couple Oscars, so check that out if you get a chance. Damn it, David. Now we I'm, have I'm just to talk about up everything tonight. Now, <laughs> now, now we, like if you mention the Oscars, it has to be talked about. Like if you mention the Hobbit, you got to talk about the Hobbit. If you mention this, you got to mention that. So the, I just mentioned in passing, it's nominated. We don't have to. So we have some golden anything. rules on the show. If you mention something, it comes up. Okay, the Oscars are pointless. Seth Rogen has come to that conclusion. I think regular people have come to that conclusion. <laughs> There's some real shit going on in the world. We don't need a three-hour-long uh, party fest for this. The how much sacrifice the celebrities made this year. Um, and don't eat meat. We don't need to hear it anymore. Okay, we got we got you. We we heard your message last year. We got it. Okay, make Joker two and be quiet. We got the message. Uh, I what I said that. Tune into our live tweeting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll do our live. Uh, we'll do a live cast of the uh, the Oscars uh, broadcast this year. I'm just I'm just like pushing it to see like what comment they're gonna like. I, I'm just. I'm being a sociopath tonight, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> With every category, just to see what's going to get people's attention. You know. Man. Okay. So what did you watch? Uh, what did yeah. I watch? Holy hell. What did I What did I watch? Uh, I was prepared, and then I forgot. I, I watched so many things. I actually am, like, doing a... I'm getting ready for the next month of movies on our show. So, like, one of the things I watched is called Mozart and the Whale with Josh Hartnett and the girl who played the mom in this horror movie. What is her name? The Anyway, the girlfriend character is who has like Tourette's. He's got autism and she's got like some form of Tourette's or something like that. He, she's more high functioning than he is in the movie. They do an okay job. I was, I was telling Dave personally that I don't want to tote a bunch of movies on the show that don't accurately portray somebody dealing with mental illness. Like, I watched Mark Ruffalo play a lawyer in Dark Waters, and he was pretty good in that as a lawyer. But watching him in Infinite Polar Bear try to play somebody with bipolar, I was, I was very like, no. I was like, there's two parts of it. Like he, 
It didn't really show him going through a lot of episodes, and it didn't show him very depressed, but it showed a lot of mania, right? It showed a lot of mania, a lot of excitement, the mania side. It didn't show the other side. And then I felt like he's really caught up in this one mode. I don't know if he did it or the director did it, but it wasn't like a... It's basically like a good actor doing a terrible representation of something, right? And uh, I couldn't abide it. And then I was like, I can't have a whole month of movies about mental illness if it's not going to be... You know what I mean, Dave? Like, what's the best way to say it? Like, that I'm just personally not into something or whatever? I don't know. And I just think, whatever. And then there's then there's criminal criminal modality and like criminal criminal psychopathy doesn't really range in regular mental illness. It's almost like fantasy in movies, like the stuff that they do with like criminal insane stuff. So I was like, oh, it'd be easier to buy into this stuff is so crazy it couldn't possibly be crazy. And then here's these other real life situations. So to separate the two. Um, I watched Mozart in the Well. It's like a rom com, right? It's a rom com. But they had the guy who had, he's on the autism spectrum and he had a house like a hoarder. And I, I was thinking, like, well, then they also said something about like he had bipolar or something like that. And I'm like, well, I'm bipolar, but I don't stack things from floor to ceiling. And like, and I, and I also can take a shower and clean myself. So it's, it's kind of like I wasn't happy with that. So I, I can't endorse that. You know what I'm saying? And then like, uh, then the other, I have ever said that on the show. I don't know if I've ever said that on the show. Maybe not. I don't recall. <laughs> um. Then I watched well, those two movies: Infinite Bipolar Rare and Mozart and the Whale. I'm cramming them all in because I'm trying to build a playlist for next month, right? So, which Jordan, we have a Bible of titles. We have this document that you haven't seen yet that has. <laughs> Have the entire year planned. <laughs> like, and we change the titles at will or discretion depending on like anything that's going on. But, um, and, and pop culture wise, you got to tie in like, it's cool to have like your blockbuster favorites come out from the shelf and you talk about it on a podcast. But then also when something like Tinder or Swindler happens, you got to talk about it. Like you can't let <laughs> it go. You know what I mean? It just happens and you got to comment on it. Um, there, I gave them two movies, right? Yeah. They can go watch those two movies. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a movie that actually does it does a mental illness like the right way. I mean, there's certainly documentaries. Um, I think most movies like don't want to offend people. Like they try to go to in like the middle, so every mental illness in movies like has all the same quirks. Like no matter what the diagnosis is in the movie, they're like all kind of like watered down in the middle, but they never really address like stuff. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like most movies are like, let's just stay in this little pocket and suggest that something's wrong, but never really like whatever. Well, and it's also usually from people who haven't, you know, experienced it or seen it firsthand. I mean, I'm, I'm by no means an expert, but I've, I've worked with a lot of mental health patients and um, what, with the limited knowledge I have, I can tell you like most movies don't get it right at all. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, this is going to be a really fun part. I actually thought about, but I didn't tell you guys. I was going to Instagram live you picking the movies out of a hat. So we're doing, all month long, guys, we're doing this bad romance thing where we're cramming in four movies that could be the friendships or the relationships could be considered like horrible and terrible things happen or it's very like dysfunctional. But I was like, there's so many choices this year that, I decided let's do movie roulette with the the last choice of the month. 
And so I gave Dave a list of like 25 movies and said, put them all in your hat like we did for stocking stuffers this year. Yeah. And let's see what, what we're going to watch next week. And the audience can follow along. I hope they're watching the movies and then they can comment on them as we go along. That'd be cool. All right. Dave's so got his actually, hat. So I got a hat with a bunch of post-its that I wrote them on. Right, what do we got? It's the kind of hat that Dangerous Dave would wear in a Western if he was portraying the villain. It is a bowler, so they. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Oh, I folded, I folded it at the sticky part. Jeez. So what are? Oh, are you serious? The one movie out of the whole list that I did not want to watch. What is it? Uh, That's karma. It's karma for your attitude earlier. <laughs> okay. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You really drew that out of the hat. That is a genuine pick. So mm. this shows you that I did not. Just put what I wanted. This is a genuine pick. So what he picked out of the hat, folks, is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Have you seen that movie, Jordan? No, but let's do it. Dave, we're kind of obligated to follow the rules of our own game, yeah. right? I mean, just because I don't like it doesn't mean uh, I, I'm not going to watch it again. Put your hand in. Let's see what you would have gotten instead of that one. All right. Maybe your hand sucks. Maybe you're not good at like pulling things out of a hat. <laughs> All right. What else? What did I choose the second round? Ginger snaps. That would have been a better choice. <laughs> All right, folks. Tune in next week for our amazing episode. There's never been a podcast about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. There, there's probably like 25 podcasts about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. But, uh, you know. We'll see. Usually I cue them with exit music, but I haven't been doing that. I've been lazy. I haven't been putting in things until afterwards. Actually, it's lazier to play it while we're sitting here and you guys stare awkwardly through the camera like 40 <laughs> seconds later, are we going to have a podcast? We've heard the theme song how many times, Dave? Um, Do you want to know how many I... times we've heard this theme song? Oh, hundreds at this point. Yeah, almost 500 times. It's crazy. Jordan, you've heard it for three months. <laughs> Are you tired of it yet? <laughs> uh, you know, no, not at all. Uh, that's right, folks. She is a wild card because she cut in on you earlier. She hated the movie. Then she but then I she did something. <laughs> she did a flip flop during the staff picks. She's she's wild carding, folks. Nickname wild card. JWS middle name wild card. Jordan wild card savage. Let's go.